How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. I'm back. Don't worry, everything's going to be okay now, okay? The kids left the studio a mess. I've been cleaning since I've been back. And um, Dean, how has it been without That's me? That's a lie. I run a tight ship around here. Uh, it's been good. Uh, there's been no food, no food in the studio. That's yes, because I haven't been. Yeah. Uh, no, you know we <laughs> missed you. It's nice to have you back. Sure it is. We have a, uh, you know, we were. It's been like a JFL 42. I know. I missed all the big here. stuff. What yeah. shows have you caught? So far, I saw Brian Posehn, mm-hmm. who I love. I got to interrupt him one time, actually uh, smoking a bowl of weed and eating McDonald's on the patio <laughs> at the Hyatt. So it was God nice bless. to just see him again. Yeah. Uh, the Lucas Brothers. Every year oh. I get to see someone who I haven't had a chance to check out yet. Lucas Brothers. Love those guys, man. Yes. That's like been my favorite thing so far. But there's a full week of stuff this week. They're so doing well, Lucas Brothers, now. They like, are. They have that new Netflix that just dropped. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, definitely check them out, mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. So we're lucky to have GFL 42 in town. And we're very lucky to have our guests today. We are. We're going to be talking about a couple of things like all accessible comedy. We have a gentleman, Jameson Donnell, a GTA-based comic who's performing at the All Accessible Comedy Tour, raising money for the Dear Everybody campaign, hashtag Dear Everybody, and uh, produced along with Holland Blurview Kids Hospital. Welcome, Jameson. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Yes, clap for me. Yes. Got the clap. Um, And welcome back, Peter Anthony. Uh, I don't even want to read the bio. I'm just so tired <laughs> just of it. Just go back a couple so weeks. There's, there's, there's no new credits to add since the last time I've been here. So what's the so point? So you the have last... been at JFL, CBC's Halifax Comedy Festival, North by Northeast, the debaters. And of course, what I love what you do every year is the Humor Me um, event to benefit Hospital for Sick Kids. It's right? coming up in three weeks. and uh, What's the actual day? October? October 12th at the Elegant Theatre here in Toronto. And it's uh, Gary Gallman's going to headline oh. this year from New York City. And we have some wonderful CEOs who have volunteered their time to learn how to become stand-ups. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then they'll compete against each other to see who's the funniest CEO in Toronto. The reigning champion is our own mayor, John Tory. Wow. He won last year. Oh, really? If only Rob Ford did. got to do it. Oh. Rob Ford, Oh, my no. God. He would no, win. We could, he uh, would have, yeah. We could dig him up. But so no, Peter- we, but we're, <laughs> we're, looking, we're looking really forward to, uh, to this year. And, uh, of course... To raise money for the hospital for sick children just makes it all that more special. Mm-hmm. So, and your role, of course, is to coach and teach the CEO how to be funny. That is exactly my role. And believe me, it's not easy. Challenging. Oh, can you imagine? Have I you already ca- started coaching? I have. I, I generally oh have about two months. I generally have about two months to uh, to make these guys, uh, to take them from Fit. the boardroom to the stage. And uh, it's a little bit of a fight. And there's a lot of back and forth. They're also very busy guys, so they're on the road a lot. They're traveling yeah. a lot. So it's hard to get as much face time as you'd like. But we've had a lot of success making these guys funny over the past few years, and hopefully uh, none of them bomb, although we have had a couple bombs in the past. But uh, I'm confident that this year everyone's going to do very well. Can you name name names or what? Who's, who's Michael in- Weckerly bombed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. So it, what's great about that, and what we're going to talk about today, is that CEOs and or the Weckerlies of the world who speak publicly, 
probably think it's not a far stretch to do comedy because it's such a close kissing cousin. But we're talking here today about corporate gigs and that and uh, a lot of this because um, I think a lot of people think that they could do comedy, but it's yes. not as easy. And do you have um, CEOs who say to you, not so easy? Do they yeah. tell you after like, wow, that was hard? Yeah, I think I think they all go in go into it with one mindset. And when they go through the experience, they they really come to an understanding about how difficult it is to craft and perform stand up mm -hmm. so that they they often have a new appreciation for for the craft of stand up and mm -hmm. and they also say things like I'll never do anything like that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like skydiving for some people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel so. like being a CEO would be way scarier. Yeah. You have so many people you have to like look out for stand up is just you like if you bomb oh well but your company tanks. There's like two pe two thousand people who just lost their job. <laughs> like, that seems way scarier to me. It's yes. just you up there. Like if you bomb, oh well, you can get off stage, you're fine. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a. I guess he's not a CEO of anything, but a, to get Norm Kelly on there because that guy's Twitter is just Wendy's. on fire, yeah, nonstop. And you know what? We have we have branched out over the past few years. I mean, it, it started with we would have the CEO. We've had say, for example, Victor Dodig, the CEO of CIBC. You know, we've had some really big executives uh, perform, but over the past few years, David Goodman, who founded and created this event, Humor Me, he's uh, casted a wider net. So now it doesn't just have to be a CEO, chief executive yeah. officer. We've had, like, for example, this this year, my friend Raj, who I'm coaching, Raj Kothanol, he he's uh, one of the head accountants for Price Waterhouse Coopers. Oh yeah, he's not the CEO, but he's high up there. Believe me. So what we've done is sort of uh, widen the net of who can be involved. For example, Mayor John Tory, mm -hmm. he's kind of the CEO of Toronto. I yeah. guess yeah. you could look at no. it that way. Yeah. But he's not really CEO. But what we want to do he is doesn't pay me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what we want to do is is maybe open it up to some other opportunities and possibilities for people that, to be involved down the road. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. All right. And uh, we're going to talk more about this. That was Peter Anthony talking about his involvement in HumorMe.ca, which benefits Hospital for Sick Kids. With us, we also have Jameson Donnell, who's a comic who's part of the All Accessible Comedy Tour. We're going to talk about that after the break. And of course, Dean Young and the gang here at Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Cruzy Moore on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> inside jokes, that's right. We're joking inside yeah. right now. It's so hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, you were so good there before the break, and now it's just it's falling apart. Um, so we're talking about a lot of different things today with Peter Anthony, Jameson Donnell, and our Dean Young here. And we're talking about corporate gigs. Uh, I do a lot of corporate gigs, a lot of fundraisers. That's yeah. where I've done my comedy more than the clubs, actually. Uh, for 25 years, I've been doing that. And they're very, very different. We talked about it on the show many, many times. Um, people go to a comedy club paid to watch comedy. People go to a corporate gig or a fundraiser don't necessarily pay to see comedy. And so you have a little bit of different approach uh, to what's going on. Um, Jameson, is your... All accessible comedy tour. Uh, it's to benefit Holland Blue Review Kids mm -hmm. Hospital. Yeah. Uh, where, what's the venue for that? Oh, there's. Um, I think I believe there's fifteen shows, something like that. But most of them are uh, comedy clubs or nightclubs. Oh, there's okay. A few bars. Yeah. So um, it's more of an environment for comedy. Yeah. yeah. Your people are going to be there, like for comedy. And as far as I know, there's never really been a show with like all 
disabled lineup. Awesome. Or at least like one that's done multiple shows and had like the same, you know, reoccurring mm-hmm. guests. Um, so let's yeah. talk about your disability. Okay. So I'm meant, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born missing my left arm from the elbow down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real explanation for it. It was either, I think in a, the best one was in a, my umbilical cord was wrapped around it and it kind of just like tied it Jesus. off. Jesus. And, and uh, yeah, they didn't tell my mom. Like they should, they knew about it like pretty early on, and they're like, I don't know if we should. They surprised her with it. Yeah, because they didn't want her to like, you know, you know, tie, you know. Yeah, have anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, so they were in a real dilemma, and I, I was like, well, when they, when I was born, like, didn't you know something is up when they immediately just rushed me away? Because the whole time they're like, he's fine, his heart's beating, everything's good, and instead of like cleaning me off and putting on her chest, they just yeah. brushed me out of the room. And I asked my dad, like, didn't did mom even? And she was like, she was just like head back, stoned, and d- yeah. just didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's nice to know. <laughs> but you know, you of course, like so many comics, we we turn adversity into comedy. <laughs> mm. That's how we roll. Yeah. And uh, you're in the comedy business now, and uh, like Courtney Gilmore, who just mm-hmm. won. Uh, what did she homegrown. win? Homegrown. Homegrown. Yeah, it's just for last festival in she, Montreal. Yeah, she too has one arm. No, she's or two. She's missing way more limbs than I am. Yes, and yes. She's much funnier. Yes. So. <laughs> Is she on this tour? Uh, she's on a couple of the shows. Yeah, all the Toronto-based ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love how prepared comics come. By the way, to the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a list of like the lineups. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's got fine. All of it. We'll post it. I wonder if there's we'll a correlation yeah. between missing limbs and sense of humor. The way you know, if blind people can smell better. Like, the more limbs you're missing, the funnier you get. I'm most excited for Thunder Bay. Oh, you're going <laughs> to my hometown? Why? Oh, you're from Thunder Bay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why? I, that's me being sarcastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing on the streetcar where it's like, tired of traffic? Try Thunder Bay. Yeah. Like, that was our, did you and see there's that? people on a yacht? Let me tell you something. <laughs> there's no one on a yacht if you go there. There's not a lot of yachting going on, so that's a fake ad. Okay. There's a new comedy club in Thunder Bay. Crickets, yeah. Called Crickets, and I talked to a gentleman that played that comedy club and stayed in a house, because this is where they put up the comics, yeah. and in, there was ducks in there. Yeah. Ducks walking around in there. I their love house. ducks. <laughs> yeah. Live ducks. And the next door house has a bunch of dinosaur statues all over the Yard. <laughs> for real. Oh. That's where you stay. Dean Young just stay uh, my mom. just There's recorded no business like show business. That's right, Canadian show business. <laughs> yeah. I may have done LSD and gotten a Well, you guys could stay ducks. at. Uh, <laughs> I'll put up I'm some people at ducks. my mom's house. You guys could go stay at my mom's house. There, that's what you should do. Put right, up uh, comics Air there. Airbnb for comics at uh, Dean Is Young's house. Is it handicap house. accessible? That's well, my mom lives <laughs> there, so I would say so. Yeah. Hey, Dean, wouldn't be the first time I stayed there. Boom. You know what? I had uh, the comics uh, Scott Scott Belford and Natish Sakuja stayed there for a weekend, and they rolled my mom some blunts. <laughs> no, <year>. yeah. <laughs> Did she have any? Or? Oh yeah, she paired oh, them up yeah. with her white wine. It was She's from yeah. Thunder Bay. So. Yeah. <laughs> she paired it up with her white her wine. Boxed wine, yeah. Oh, your poor mom. Well, you just recorded your life hack uh, CD at I, Crickets. I did. I recorded my album up there that comes out on uh, November twenty fourth. Okay, you got your plug. Let's move there on. There we go. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm hosting. Uh, Mirror Ball, November tenth, which is a very massive a Neil Young album. <laughs> is it? Yes. Mirror Ball. It is. Oh, yeah. um, uh, it's a massive fundraiser for the Look Good, Feel Better program. I was just featured on a little segment with Susan Hay on Global News last week um, that I'm very proud of because we nice. talked about the program. Um, this is the first time um, I've done again hundreds of fundraisers. What's exciting for me is because I went through the program Look Good, Feel Better, which is for women who go through cancer and go through the changes, physical changes of it, and how it uh, gives dignity to women. 
And so um, I'm proud to be part of that. And I'm going to infuse, and, and, you know, on an inside jokes on the show, we talk about technical side of comedy and kind of behind the joke. And, you know, Peter is going to be teaching CEOs how to be funny on his humor me. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit here about how you guys could help me on this mirrorball gig. Uh, even though I've done so many, I'm going to, what I'm going to do for the first time, and it's been three years that I've had this cancer business going on, and I've interviewed so many comics, like from Jim Carrey to Maria Bamford, and I ask them questions like, how am I going to infuse cancer and my experience into comedy? That's big. I got, right? Like, how many times do we talk about this? And so I want the coaching on this because I want to do it at this gig. It's going to be really integral. I think it'll be a game changer for some people uh and jameson you're gonna be great at this you well because i was i was about to, like because if, if you're like i make fun of myself a decent amount <laughs> um but like because i like sometimes i'll do a show and like my opening um like joke is basically just like thanks for clapping <laughs> and <laughs> And Me, it, why? Why it, would you say that? Oh, because I can't. And then <laughs> I what? can't because I can't clap. And it's oh. like they're showing me like. Sorry. Catch up, Sandra. Come I on. know. It's my first <laughs> day I on the job. I hold this up the whole time just to it's remember. It's fault. The doctor never told us. Okay. Yeah. We're um, going to talk. Jameson, we're going to finish yeah. you off here when we come back after the break. Uh, we're talking. You can finish him off. I'm not Finish him off. Uh, do the finish. Give him a finish on um, after the break here on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. So happy to be here. We were talking before the break with Jameson Donnell about uh, raising money for the hashtag Dear Everybody campaign, which is uh, part of the All Accessible Comedy Tour. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to benefit the Holland Blurview Kids Hospital. Yeah. yeah. I actually used to go there when I was a kid. Like, I totally, like, they changed the name. So when Neil was telling me about it, I was like, oh, that sounds very close to Blurview McMillan, which is where I used to go. And it's the exact same place. So you so have you were born with one arm. Yeah. So I've been going there actually since I was a kid and they gave me my first prosthetic. It didn't move or anything when I was probably six months old. Mm-hmm. So they do like a cast thing and they're like pretty expensive, especially when kids are growing up because mm-hmm. they're constantly growing and um like they and they get more and more kind of complicated it sucks when you're born without it all they have is like a sensor on one of your bicep and tricep to kind of open and close it but Mm. if you're someone who's like had it cut off yes the technology for it's crazy so they kind of raise money or like they they try as much as they can through like subsidies and donations to help pay for like research as well as like paying for the actual uh limbs that you know they replace the ones that don't exist with so Um, Funny stuff. How? That's maybe the most educational yes. thing we've ever done on this. Thanks show. for sharing. Wrong yeah. show though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's I was just okay. trying to explain what the actual hospital does. No, I know. Does. I know. So inside like, limbs. Yeah. Yeah. Inside <laughs> limbs. <laughs> when you're on stage, Sick, though, dark man. Yeah. You're always. I love just, you. <laughs> oh, natural. Like, do you actually? Do you prefer not to use a prosthetic? Most. I of the time? haven't like, since I was seven. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they just uh, at least for me, like the way they have to strap on because I don't have like an elbow. Um, they, it, they would just get in the way. Yeah. Uh, like that's just for me. Some people really, especially if you have a leg, like you need, you need a leg. Like if yeah, you, it's hard hopping. True. Yeah. I respect that. No, yeah. using a prosthetic. It's like old school armless. Like, yeah. Ah, like the grip <laughs> I have. Get those pers- back in my day. We lost, we didn't have an arm. We didn't we want to fake We had duct tape one. and a stick. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Kung Fu Grip. So we, we've got the uh, Invictus Games in town, yes. which of course celebrates. Um, I can fake my way into that. Could you? <laughs> no, I'm 72. <laughs> it's, it's all the dis- disabled um, that's, soldiers uh, yeah. that's um, participating. A lot of respect for them. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Thanks for, welcome to Toronto. Yeah, geez. Well, I don't know what it is. Everybody's been saying all week it's the Invictus Games, and I just think of that Nor- Morgan Freeman movie, so I don't know what the hell anyone's talking about. I'm just like, oh, that's great. I don't you know at Google all. Google it once. Not at all. <laughs> How do you There's so many things, things in Toronto in this week. I'm a busy man. I know. You know. So, Jameson, we've got you've got this event where we were talking before the break about right. how we incorporate perhaps our challenges and yeah. disabilities into our work, mm-hmm. and without uh, making it weird. That's the yeah. Hard part. You don't you don't want that. You know, here's the thing about doing fundraisers, and mm-hmm. this is what drives me nuts. And yeah. for 25 years that I've been doing it, and I say that a lot because I try to be cool. Um, it, every time I'm seeing somewhere mm-hmm. in the game comes up someone from the organization, either a researcher, a doctor, yeah. or a survivor, uh-huh. and they tell a story, and then the whole night goes mm-hmm. downhill, and yeah. then you have to pick it up as the MC and comedian. Yeah, pick up the energy of the room. Everybody's yeah. crying. And they should say that for the end. Once everyone's really? gone, they. Well, when I, I'm in the, my first stand-up show that I done. I took a break for a while. My buddy was doing one for diabetes or something. Yeah. And I was the only one who wanted to go first. It was a bunch of amateur comics. Was and that the title of the fundraiser? It's for diabetes or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not sure. Yeah. Here's a, a lollipop. A bar somewhere for diabetes or something. Yeah, we're serving and cake. The, the, he's like, okay, some guy's going to make a speech for five minutes. Then you're going to go first. I'm like, perfect. He spent 10 minutes talking about like how to inject himself with insulin. And basically yeah. talking Dear about heavens. how much his life sucked. And I was like, oh my, and my first joke was about how I f- forgot this was a diabetes thing, so I had to <laughs> pretend that I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> so yeah, they should save that for the end. Like, just let the MC do their job. Well, we had one for you, Sandra. We had a fundraiser yes. back in May for Sandra, <laughs> uh, which was great, but it was funny because at one part, we had uh, Simone Denny from Love Inc., right? So she comes out, she's like, you're a superstar. And then it just turns <laughs> into like electric circus for cougars for like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Just grinding each on other. Stage. Yeah. And everybody's, and now all these, like, all these ladies are all pumped up and stuff. And that's just like, all right, guys, let's clear all that away. And here's Frank Spadone. <laughs> like, you have to pace it out, right? Yeah, yes. And I think when you're hosting these two, like, you do a lot of these, Sandra, mm-hmm. like, some people who, who, who aren't familiar with it, they'll have the tendency to just go up there and be like, it's like anything else. I'll just blast through my material for 20 minutes. Yeah, you yeah. really have to constantly read the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like where I, that skill set comes in I big think, time. I Peter? think you have to make a connection to what's happening in the room. You're exactly yeah. right. I, I just did one this summer, uh, the Stop the Stigma golf tournament for suicide, prevent, suicide awareness and to help uh, prevent suicide. And I followed a gentleman named Michael Landsberg, who used to be on TSN. Yes, right, yeah, of course. Who, who's had uh, he, he's quite public about his depression, men, mel, mental illness, depression, and and uh, history of uh, you know thoughts of suicide, if not attempts. But he did a big speech, and and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. Oh dear! And uh, the MC came up, and literally no time in between said. And now here's some comedy with Peter Anthony. Oh my god! So I went up, on, man. I did, and I, I went up, but I—it's like Dean said. I read the room. I said, and I acknowledged it. I said, "What a what a treat to watch Michael speak from the heart." And that's why we're all here today. And I'm just here to offer a little bit of levity. I'm a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian, and I'm sure you're all thinking right now, "Wow, this isn't going to go very well." <laughs> and, and but but just by doing that yeah. little segue, it was it was it enabled me to read the room. Mm-hmm. Bring them on board to what I'm about to do, and then yeah. I was able to do do just fine, and mm-hmm. it was it ended up being a lot of fun. That's why you do that and not me, because I would have gone and be like, "Wow, I want to kill myself after that." 
you know what? Do you know what? Maria Bamford, Maria Bamford, who's very open about her depression and anxiety. I interviewed yeah. her last mm-hmm. year, and I asked her how do you incorporate it in. And she was saying she did an event for a bunch of psychiatrists on the topic of suicide. So she kind of went, she went there, right? And she didn't get one laugh, oh. nothing. And she was talking about that, like really dark, deep yeah. stuff, right? And she figures they'd appreciate it. Now, no, 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 they had none of it. diagnosing her as she's talking. Oh, it was horrible. Poor girl. But anyway, uh, we're talking about all kinds of different stuff here today, particularly how disabilities uh, fit into comedy and doing fundraisers and uh, that kind of thing. Uh, more after the break on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. All right, so here's what's happening. I'm Santa Carusi. I've got Jameson Donnell, Peter Anthony's here, and Dean Young. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. We're talking fundraisers. We're talking how to incorporate uh, disabilities into comedy, because Jameson is part of the all-accessible comedy tour, raising money. Uh, for the hashtag Dear Everybody campaign. So um, I'm going to call out to these guys, Jameson, Peter, and even Dean. Uh, I'm hosting the Mirror Ball November 10th. Even though I have tons of experience in fundraising, I'm going to, this is going to be the first time I really try to incorporate um, what we were talking about when they have survivors or um, Mm -hmm. somebody speak at a fundraiser. I'm actually going to serve two roles. So I'm going to be that person and the MC. And so, but I want to keep the room light. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and you know, like Peter was talking about following someone who talked about suicide Mm. and then you had to go do comedy after that. Right. And so now I'm going to bridge that. I'm going to be the the two people. So what do I do? Well, uh, (laughs) you have a great advantage here because it's not like it's, there's just 20 minutes of sad and then 20 minutes of comedy. You can tell stories and like throw jokes in. Like I had a bit on how I'd be horrible at committing suicide and like going through. you have one arm? Yeah, like I can't slit a wrist. I need a friend to do it. Like I went went through and I'm not good with knots. It's the sewer. It's a duo side. I'm using that. And um, but then I talk about like how I actually did like try to and it was it's a really it took me a long time to try to work it out and I don't always do it. It depends on how much they liked the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But you have the chance to like say something sad and like like a roller coaster like oh it's getting sad oh it's getting happy again you can like just throw jokes in so just kind of like what are exactly are you talking about okay so the look good feel better program which Mm -hmm. is what the whole mirror ball benefits it's like ten thousand dollars a table and oh my god yeah the people in the room are executives they're all from cosmetic companies who donate the cosmetics uh, to the program for women with cancer to make them look better so they feel better, right? And that's the whole premise. And I'm going to talk about my experience. But I really, because of my years at fundraising, I don't want to go down the low yeah, road. Yeah. But you don't have to. Like, when? what's the date for this? How long November 10th. So you have a lot of time here. Like, oh, yeah. this is your chance. And I mean, that's the gift as a comic, right? It's like anything that happens in your life, especially something that's been as huge and life-changing as a diagnosis has been for you, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You talk about it so much on the air for you as a comic, <laughs> like, but no, but this is like, this is a perfect, what more perfect event is there for you to actually like turn that into material that you can talk about on stage finally as a mm-hmm. comic, right? Because this is what's going on in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And you have a whole room full of people that you can make relate to that. Peter Anthony, since you coach CEOs on the Humor Me camp um, event that you do, which is October 
It's October 12th at the Elgin Theater here okay. in Toronto. How would you coach me in this situation? Um, go. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I think I would start with the fact that it's an opportunity to, to be creative in a different way than you've probably never done it before. Mm-hmm. So I would look at it from that point of view. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be just stand-up. You can incorporate some audiovisual stuff into it because you are the MC. Oh. You could do some things creatively that you probably haven't done before. You could take some chances. You could do some funny stuff that way. Mm. And then I think you could also bring in some of your best material that you've done on, on other fundraisers and find a way to segue into that as well as do some new original stuff that maybe you could sit down with a buddy or another comic or someone and hammer some stuff out that you think would be great for this particular event. So I think I wouldn't approach it as just like, oh, oh no, it's this kind of crowd or it's this kind of thing, what should I do? I think I would approach it as a, a whole way to exercise yourself creatively that you haven't done before. His mm-hmm. idea is way better than mine. Go with that. No, no, no. I like your <laughs> advice too. Listen, you're living with a disability every time and you're doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so give, can you share something that how you incorporate your disability into your comedy? Um, as, well, you talked see, a little bit. I, well, what I'll do usually is I don't, if I'm doing a longer set, especially like I have to address it. Cause it's not like some disabilities you can look at and go, that guy's got that. But like me that I could have lost the last week and they'd have no. So I yes. kind of like have to address a little bit at first. And then like, I just, if I have a joke about anything, if that, if there's an ability to throw in that like perspective, then I will, but it's not like, I'm not tethered to it. Mm-hmm. Like I've, like a long or longish bit on like uh like homeless people and i at no point do i try to inject myself into that like i could yeah but you could always just bring it back around to that so even if you're telling a story like uh, i don't know much about like your situation but if you have a story that's maybe not like too sad you can tell <laughs> that like i'm sure there's a lot of very sad but like you could have a story and if you can tell it in just a funny way or in an angle yes. that no one looked at. Yes. Like, like what Peter was saying. Yeah. You just twist it like, oh, there's the sad part, but like, here's this other part that no one else really might have thought of. Well, the POV, I think a comedy, we all agree. It's always about POV. You can go at a, a joke. camera shot. Yeah. <laughs> you can go at a joke 17 different ways, I yeah. guess, if you really, depending on who's delivering it. Mm-hmm. The Peter? other thing I wanted to mention too is it's an opportunity to, to um, and it's not the right word, but not manipulate an audience, but you have to understand the subject matter and is so serious mm-hmm. that when you have those moments of levity, it's going to be that much more powerful, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So don't be afraid to talk about things that are going to make people feel upset or uncomfortable or sad because you're going to be right there oh, later to save on it. Yeah. to save it and bring it up. And right. So that that's an opportunity for people to have an Good incredible point. experience, right? Yeah. To a full range of human emotions. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad you, I just did it uh, this weekend at the After Breast Cancer Foundation uh, fundraiser as well. I was asked to moderate a panel. And because I was heavily medicated, I got the name wrong, which I do every week in here anyway. <laughs> uh, but she was an actress from head of the class and she had stage four and she took this new drug and it cleared her. So it was a pretty serious kind of thing. And here I am. And here's Catherine. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but then I went back because of the nature and I just said, oh, by the way, I am a patient, obviously. I am heavily medicated. This is what it looks like. I know I'm on social media looking like a movie star, but the reality is not so much. And kind of I incorporated the reality of 
the right. Absolutely, is that what you're talking and, about? and people yeah. are going to appreciate that. And then yeah. when you when you nail them with truth and something funny comes along, it's yeah. going to yeah. kill. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, it's, it's it's better when it's true. It is. Right. Absolutely. It's like it's better to actually talk about that stuff openly, full of yes. a room full of people who are going through it, and make them laugh at that. Yeah. Than it is to well, sweep it under the carpet and be like, it's too scary. Let's so, not address it. Right. So what I did after that was everybody I introduced after, I purposely got their name wrong. So <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Bill Carroll was there and I'm like, okay, come on up, Bob. And uh, <laughs> and so like everybody. And every time I called Kath, uh, Christine back up, I go, okay, uh, Cynthia is back. <laughs> Uh, welcome. And so for the people who caught it, good for them, which most did. And the others who didn't, they just missed it anyway. They're just eating their asparagus. That was right. That was yeah. my recovery. Just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we we'll it. talk more after the break on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. All right. Yeah, I, I'm having fun this show, as <laughs> usual. Uh, we're talking about uh, All Accessible Comedy Tour, Disability. These guys are coaching me on my upcoming gig, uh, Mirrorball, about how to incorporate, you know, stuff. And uh, we were waiting for Ken Roche on the phone, who is blind, and... Um, he was going to contribute because he's part of the All Accessible Comedy Tour. Uh, but um, we haven't been able to get Ken on the line. Dean had a theory about what was going on. What's been going on the past what? 20 minutes? What? He's been on a banana for the past <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> holding That's it to theory. his ear. Yeah. Well, he's holding a banana to his ear. And his dog is barking at him, Peter said. But, <laughs> which, and, he's by cu- the way, and he's cut up his cell phone and put it into his cereal. <laughs> We're nice. This is lovely. By the way, this is how you incorporate disabilities and adversity into comedy. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. making fun of it. It's like being with like the, like imagine if you walked in a room and everyone's joking around like your good friends, and then you walk in and go, oh, like they don't like you, you want to be made fun of too. Yeah, but it makes I, you feel normal. I, guess. I was I don't know Peter if you remember this a couple of years ago because I've been at this cancer business for three years, and I said to you same thing. I was asking you. Uh, how do I do it? And you go, why don't you do like go the Breaking Bad route and like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got into this dark kind of like f- funnel of where I should go right. on making the whole cancer drugs? business. What? Of making drugs. I don't know. What were you? What was it, <laughs> yeah, Peter? It was dark. Like oh, yeah. What were you saying? Because oh, I was talking about comedians and cars driving cancer patients, and, <laughs> right. and and I said to you, what like how where should we go with this? Right. And I don't know. Do you remember what you were telling me? About I don't remember that? that conversation in particular because we were we had so many back in that at that time. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, my advice was uh, probably not the best. <laughs> If I, it was dark. Yeah, you don't want to take it to a dark place. Yeah, I just like the, I like the way that you phrase it. What? Like you start, you took up macrame or something. You're like, yeah, I've been at this cancer thing for three years. Now it's going pretty good. Macrame. I need a sweater. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give up this cancer business. It's not for me. <laughs> See, but stuff like that. You know what? So I'm doing that fundraiser for cancer. You know, look good, feel better, women with cancer. And this is the stuff that I think will resonate with the survivors in the room yeah. and the sponsors who may who get it but don't. You know, sometimes people are so close to a cause, yeah. but they don't get it. And I think this is why the organizers booked me to host this because they want to bridge that and i want to change how people look at things you know and i think with fundraisers that's the joy of humor that we can use humor to shed light on a situation it happens all the time with politics Mm. why not do it with health way funnier oh yeah oh it's a knee slapper (laughs) (laughs) 
I meant by that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like my, okay. Like my uh, my grandmother, she just um, Pat, she had stage four lung cancer. So she, like by the time she was diagnosed, when she got it was mm-hmm. like four months. Yeah, and we uh, we I asked what she wanted for Christmas, and she said a dispensary. So we just made her <laughs> hundreds of like pot chocolates. <laughs> And then she, it got too bad, and the morphine was so strong. We're like, she's not even gonna feel this. And then I, I ate a full one, and I'm like, I'm glad she didn't, because she would have died immediately. These are so strong. <laughs> and so I told her that too. I'm like, these are good, but not for you. <laughs> Pete, so. uh, that would be funny. I love this uh, advice you said to for me to incorporate audiovisual. You know how they do at the beginning of the Academy Awards, like Billy Crystal used to do that kind of stuff, or even Stephen Colbert just did it at the Emmys, right? No, abs- absolutely, because it, like, and Dean mentioned it earlier, was the room itself is going to offer you some some opportunities and advantages that uh you don't have on a normal stand-up yeah take. so why not take advantage of it do you know what because shoppers drug mart is a big sponsor maybe i should do something in a store and being a goof ask and... for cancer meds that like the makeup <laughs> aisle <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and just like completely be oblivious because fa- it's for makeup too yeah. it's perfect it's like what am i doing where's like I, I mean, this is wrong right uh but or i go to a dispensary like i or i go to a head shop or something maybe i do something like that totally we mm-hmm. could we, we could even sit down and workshop at some afternoon if you want oh yeah the best pete's always good i've always gone to pete for like I think, jokes. yeah, because this is a good like, And we won't go the Breaking Bad route. It'll be funny. We <laughs> no. won't, it won't yeah. go dark, I promise. Why? <laughs> well, you've got like a month to polish this thing up, too. Yeah. I think this is a perfect... Because even for you, like I've noticed in the last couple of years since you were diagnosed, that changed mm-hmm. your outlook on comedy itself. Like mm-hmm. you were always kind of one foot in, one foot in, But you've thrown yourself back into it so whole hog ever since then. Like it's mm-hmm. become your number one thing again, mm-hmm. you know, with this show. and with... Yeah. And I don't want to... Like as I talk about it on the show and it gets that nauseam sometimes. Like I don't... That's not the intent it's really just to advocate and shed light on areas because it helps people and it's so prominent in society like cancer is probably one of the most prominent oh, yeah. illnesses everyone out there. knows someone with it right they, they say one and two now we'll yeah one and two. one and two can i, had, oh I had a friend last week last thursday he was given i got a f- text from my mom they gave him like a few days to a week what? That afternoon, I got a follow up that he was gone. He just turned four. Oh, just, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, like everywhere. It's like, well, you know, everybody's is, dealt with this. Well, and this is why I think it's a responsibility of people like me that have this gift to kind of change the perception of things and levitate things because family members are really suffering through this. And like, we, you know, it's not funny that you lose someone, mm-hmm. uh, but comfort, it brings comfort. That's what comedy does, right, Pete? I know, hundred percent. I mean, nothing feels better than laughing, and when you can laugh at something that's that serious, mm-hmm. there's no way that that doesn't help people. So I, I that's yeah. you, you gotta, you got we gotta remember, okay. guys. I'm such we're an idiot. We're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm such an idiot. When you said I have this gift, I thought you were referring to the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> more, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> more with Jameson Donald and Peter Anthony and Dean Young on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? 
Hi, Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise, but the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Well, this has been a fun show with these kooks. I think uh, Jameson Donnell, uh, I love uh, your whole thing. You have got one arm and you're... <laughs> <laughs> What a hook. This is a joke. Okay, this is the mess because nobody says anything right because even to me, with can- like nobody knows what to if say. If I laugh, it's right. Okay. If I stare at you like, what? Then yeah. Well, then- like before the break when you thought, uh, when I was talking about my gift, you thought I was talking about cancer, yes. but I was talking about comedy. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I know. realize that now. God love you. <laughs> but this is what happens, right? Because nobody knows what to say. Okay, so you got the uh, big all accessible comedy tour happening when? Um, we have it pretty much all throughout October. The first show is uh, October 2nd in Rid- Woodbridge, the Seven Lounge. We got one. Uh, we have a few in Mississauga, St. Catharines. Okay, the what's Comedy the website? Um, there's no website. We can go to the All Accessible Comedy Tour Facebook page. And okay. there should be a website coming up soon. If not, the Facebook page is uh, go and find the dates. Peter, thank you. Peter Anthony, where can we see you? Uh, well, we've talked about Humor Me at the yes. Elgin Theater, October 12th in Toronto. I'll also be at Hamilton Yuck Yucks, October 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. And then I do an East Coast run, which brings me to my favorite city, Halifax. Yes. I'll be playing Yuck Yucks there from October 19th to 21st. Imagine. Imagine. That's Dean. an inside joke for East Coast. Yes, that is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dino? Uh, down, my, my comedy album, Life Hack, comes out November 24th. Oh, my gosh, finally. So hit up uh, iTunes, Google pregnancy. Play, all that. Yeah. Right? It's we long, got a, I got a one-hour special after that, but uh, get the album, Life Hack, coming out November 24th on all the platforms. You're fantastic. And um, <clears throat> me, obviously, I, this was one big plug fest for my, my gig, if anybody noticed. <laughs> and uh, I've got a few more. I'm going to just... Go to my website, uh, santacruci.com. Hi, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for your weekly listings. Don't miss Tinder Tales live in Toronto and Vancouver. Check out tindertales.ca for the latest lineups and upcoming shows. And check out what's happening at a Yuck Yucks comedy club near you. And don't miss the latest fall releases from Comedy Records, Canada's only record label dedicated to stand-up and sketch comedy. Visit comedyrecords.ca. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading... The Best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! And now for your Comedy Rx, this week featuring Jackie Pirico. My dad loves me, but he hates my generation. This hate, you're, you're part of the generation of entitlement. That's what he says to me. Pete, you're part of the generation of entitlement. And he's a baby boomer. I'm like, where'd you come up with that, Dad? Your summer home? (laughs) 
all the time. He goes, you guys are lazy, you don't want to work. I'm like, nope, you guys are greedy, you don't want to retire. <laughs> Like you got a bad back, cataracts, and you're scared of the internet. Piss off already. Come on. <laughs> and he blames me because I don't have what he had at this age. You know, he's, like, he's like, when I was your age, I had the house paid off. I had two cars, the driveway, three kids. What the hell's the matter with you, Pete? I go, well, Dad, you guys screwed everything up. When you went to school, it cost 10 grand to get a job that paid you 50 grand to buy a house that's worth about 80 grand. You guys made it so my generation goes to school for 60 grand to get a job that pays them 18 grand <laughs> to buy a house that's worth half a million. Screw you, you know? <laughs> I always tell them I'm not part of the generation of entitlement, I'm part of the generation of inheritance. <laughs> That's right, because when you die, I'm taking everything. <laughs> my God, I'm on national television, I just got heckled by my old man. Typical friggin' baby boomer. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. See you later. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, any feedback you want to give us, we'll just ignore it. But if you could contact us anyway, it just looks good. I want to thank all our helpers here. Alicia Carusi, my niece, who's on the job now. Thank God. Uh, get her off the streets where she was doing crystal meth. And uh, my brother just wanted us to help her because she's a mess. And um, <laughs> Julia, Julia and Donna are lovely um, board operators uh, who I thought when I walked in, Tom shaved his beard and here they were. Uh, Vince Tedesco came in just to see the hotties who are on the dating relationship show coming up after this. Um, dating as a millennial. We're not it's not to stay for that, dating we? millennials like what I do. It's dating as, as a, millennial. a millennial. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's going to be a cheap date. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Why? Well, Netflix and Burger King. None of them have money? Yeah, they're all poor and they complain a lot. The hell with them. <laughs> yeah. We need you on the show, Pete. You're such a <laughs> You just discussed the I think patriarchy. I'm a bit too old to be considered millennial, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I'll hang around. Let's all join right. Antifa. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Hakeem Optical for helping us see better. And um, and all our sponsors here at Inside Jokes. Thanks for oh, listening. I'm Santa Cruz. Talk Radio AM 640.